Just because vegetables aren't growing outside right now doesn't mean that the community-supported agriculture farmers are just sitting around. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report and Tess Romanski, Communications and Development Manager for the Fair Share CSA Coalition, provides some insight into what those farmers are doing during the winter and what customers should know for this year's season. Fair Share CSA Coalition supports about 40 endorsed farms, and then we have an additional um, number of affiliated farms. So Fair Share supports about 80 small-scale diversified vegetable farms across the Midwest, um, with a majority of them being in Wisconsin. And with those CSA farmers, what change-ups maybe are those producers making right now? Two major things, two major adjustments we've seen in CSA since the pandemic specifically, and then in the last few years, has been um, an increase of customizable shares and home delivery. So online sales portals during the pandemic really took off and became more efficient for both consumers and farmers to use. Um, so this helps a lot with customizing where customers can swap or pick from a curated list that goes into their box each week just right online. Um, so the technological advances during the pandemic really made that model easier for farmers to offer. We've also seen a lot of our farmers offer home delivery options as well, especially with safety considerations during the pandemic and um, ease of access for folks who maybe can't go out to a, to a drop site. Um, and then market shares are also something where we've seen a lot of growth, um, where members can pay upfront at the beginning of the season, just like a traditional CSA share. Um, but instead of receiving a box, they can shop for their produce at a designated pickup spot on the farm or at the farm's market booth. Um, that's also been gaining popularity. It combines the flexibility of a customizable share where uh, people can kind of pick what food they want from their farmer while also reducing the, some of the burden on the farmer to put a box together every week. Um, there's a lot less logistics that go into a market share. So those are a few things that we've seen um, a lot more flexibility on the customer end and a lot more ease from the farmer's perspective. A lot of those decisions are made with that customer in mind. Obviously, the consumer preferences have changed and those make a difference. Is buying local still strong among consumers within the CSA program or how have their preferences changed? Yeah, so we've seen local food purchasing in general is still a really strong trend. Um, the pandemic caused unprecedented change in where, how, and what food consumers were purchasing and where it came from and how they're getting it. Um, the University of Kentucky has actually done some really interesting research on consumer preferences. They're currently in the process of running another consumer study with even more updated information. Um, but what we've seen regionally in our farmer network is we saw a really large increase in CSA purchasing during 2020, 2021. And now we're seeing a little bit um, closer to numbers to where we were pre-pandemic, but other local markets like farmers markets and food co-ops um, are still really strong as well. So definitely a um, little ebb and flow over the pandemic just in terms of CSA, but local purchasing overall has stayed pretty steady. What are the high demand products that consumers are asking for, or even some that maybe are going faster than others that you've seen? Yeah, so we've seen um, a big increase in winter and storage shares. So that's kind of like late season uh, shares. You know, the traditional CSA, at least in the Midwest, kind of goes, it depends on the farm, obviously. But like there's a spring share, which kind of is April and May, and then the full season share usually goes September, October. There's a uh, an increase in winter or storage shares, which are kind of that late season, like October, November storage Um Crops like onions, potatoes, things that can last really well. Um, people seem to be really interested in local purchasing, continuing beyond what's seen as the stand, like standard growing season where the farmer's markets are in full swing. So um, we've seen a lot more interest in kind of that late season uh, purchasing. And then add-ons have also been really popular. So farms who um, 
offer grain or meat add-ons where you can kind of purchase additional things in addition to your veggies, um, eggs, flowers, to kind of round out and offer more of a whole diet type share um, has been something that we've seen a lot of increase in. Um, It's also really attractive for consumers because it cuts down on the number of products they have to buy elsewhere. So CSA can become kind of more of a one-stop pickup rather than, you know, one of several places you have to go to get your groceries. And with that higher demand that we talked about of people wanting that local grown food, how have prices changed? So as with most things the last few years, the price of farming inputs, overall costs in general have risen. Um, Many small-scale diversified vegetable farmers um, aren't making a living wage when you look at their overall hours they work compared to their income, just in general, because farming is a lot of work. It's really hard. It's expensive to get everything you need. So um, we've seen CSA share prices rise in conjunction with other rising prices in order for farmers to continue to run successful and sustainable farm businesses. Um, the farmers that we work with, they raise their price because they need to be able to succeed in their business, not necessarily because they're selling out super fast and want to make a bunch of money on it. The the farmers that we work with are very cost conscious and thinking through what is a fair price for their labor and what is a fair price for the food they're growing and kind of the tension between wanting to feed people and needing to make a living wage. So prices have been rising, but for the most part, that is from what we've been hearing, it's due to the rising prices, not necessarily just because of consumer preferences in general. It's 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 really focused on making sure that their businesses are sustainable. How can farmers become a CSA if they're interested? Yeah, there's a great video series on the CSA Innovation Network's website called CSA Starts Here. And um, it's five Midwestern farmers that kind of walk through potential CSA farmers through all the considerations they'll need to take into account and all those skills they'll need to start a CSA. So that's a really great resource. A few of the things to consider is having a really solid crop plan because CSA shares require diversification. Um, You need a lot of different fruits and veggies to put in your box for your consumers to be happy. Um, Setting up good marketing because it's a direct-to-consumer channel and prioritizing customer service are crucial aspects of succeeding with the CSA model. So um, those are a few things to think about. Um, And then checking out that resource, which is on the CSA Innovation Network's website, Um, Other resources from farm support organizations like Fair Share are all really great places to start. What is really the benefit for farmers to become part of that CSA program? One of the biggest benefits of being a CSA farmer is the upfront payment at the beginning of the season. Um, When the majority of expenses are coming in, seeds, soil inputs, tool maintenance, all that's happening months before they're selling their product. So having customers opt in early creates a really strong reciprocal relationship with their members. Um, There's also a really strong personal connection. So people are buying in, they're invested in your farm, they're invested in the food you're growing. And then people also just love knowing their farmers, knowing where and how their food is grown. CSA really helps facilitate that connection. How can customers sign up to purchase a share of a CSA farm's produce? How soon should they be signing up? Uh, In today's digital age, most farms have CSA forms directly on their website. Um, So you can uh, check with farm, farm support organizations for tools to find a farm. Um, Fairshare has an online farm search tool, which is really handy. Uh, do a simple Google search, look on social media. You can ask friends, family at the farmer's market or at food co-ops to find CSA farms. And then once you kind of narrow it down, usually the, the sign-up form is just right on the website. Farms are you know, have really dialed in on how to make it as easy as possible to sign up. And sign-ups are in full swing. Uh, 
CSA week is just around the corner, which is February 19th to the 25th, which is the busiest time of year for CSA signups. So it's definitely a good time. Uh, if you're worried about a farm selling out, which does happen, um, now is definitely the time to find a share. Is there anything new coming up within the CSA coalition that we should be knowing about? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, CSA week is coming up um, and we're excited to join farmers and farm support organizations across the country in celebrating and promoting CSA, supporting local farms, fostering stronger connections between farmers and their communities. Winter is also a time when farmers have a little more capacity to dig into some additional training opportunities before the busyness of the growing season hits. Uh, So we're taking advantage of the opportunity to connect with our farmers. Uh, We recently hosted the Organic Vegetable Production Conference in partnership with UW-Madison Extension and Iowa State Extension. Um, And we're about to kick off our newest round of farm labor management trainings, becoming the employer of choice, which is for farm owners, and training and education for aspiring managers, for current and aspiring farm managers. And then once the season starts back up, we'll be hosting a number of grower gatherings and on-farm field days to kind of really round out the education opportunities we have for our farmers. That was Tess Romanski, Communications and Development Manager for the Fair Share CSA Coalition. She added that it's more than just getting food from a farmer that you know. It's about supporting that farmer, living a healthier lifestyle, and truly understanding how your food is grown so that you can continue to share that knowledge with future generations. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.